Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon. Good to see all of you. Today's talk title topic is moi. You know, like moi, M-W-A. What does that stand for? Modifying what arises. Something arises and you add your own I add, we all add our personal little stamp of approval, disapproval, or disregard, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Anything that shows up in the mind stream, anything that shows up in the, line, in, the, in the life stream, don't meddle with it. But the way in which you do that is to be fully responsible and cognizant and aware of how much you add on. You subtract, you divide, you do the math on everything, even if you're not an accountant. You're still going to be, and relatively, uh, and quite often, uh, it's actually true. That did cause this, cause that, and they did say this about you to someone else, and it got back to you. We're not saying that's not occurring. That's why it's so hard, is because we get entwined with other people's suffering and other people's confusion, and it's because we don't ever take the time or enough time to sit down and be responsible for your mind stream. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement. Don't add to it. Watch the movement. Don't subtract from it or judge it. Watch the movement. Don't shut down on it, distract yourself into anything, including a mantra. Am I against mantras? No, I've done millions of them and counted them. They're not guesswork. So they have their place and they are valuable. And I'm not, so I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm using that as an example how, of how even that can be a distraction unless you have, uh, unless you're working with a teacher. Just doing mantras for the hell of it might not be a good idea. So moi, what does that mean? Yeah, I thought it would help me to remember that, but uh, all it does <laughs> is make me think of people kissing or something. Isn't that the kind of the thing you say moi? to somebody, and that way they know that what you mean is, yeah. So modifying what arises. Whatever arises is definitely arisen, has a right to be here. How do you know that? It shows up. If it shows up, it has dependently arisen. It has a dependently arisen right to be in that dynamic, including your mind stream, including your life stream, including your across your kitchen floor. It's, it's relative truth, and it is partially true. It's true in, the, in that this uh, ran into that and caused this to fall over. But where this actually came from and where what fell over actually came from is ignored because we like to trap it into cause and effect. Our whole legal system is hooked up with cause and effect. Is that wrong? No. It's just the only way that people know how to work with things who have no mind training or have a spiritual path that is about right and wrong, which is not exactly a spiritual path, if I may be so bold as to say that. Just looks like one. But that doesn't mean that that might be the only thing some people can do, and we should respect them if they're on a spiritual path where they're worshiping some higher situation, higher power, they call it. And it's not that there isn't a higher, but it's still relative. No one's in charge. I'm not saying that there isn't something looking at other things and moving things around based on passion, aggression, ignorance, or even on the desire to be of service to others. Sometimes that's the most confusing kind of uh, misunderstanding because the basic intention is to be of help. It's just that when you think you know what somebody else needs, you might want to look again. And then, as it says uh, on the front of Kevin's book, Look, 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 look again. Not just to his book. I'm not here to market his book, and there's nothing in this for me. He's not paying me anything. I'm not sure he even likes me very much. Yeah, he probably likes me. But whatever arises, same to you. <laughs> whatever arises, what, whatever arises, You'll notice the practices is not, I'm not telling you, I'm not suggesting to you that you don't add, even though I say that, but that's to get you to look at the addition. 
So, how'd that go again? Modifying what arises. Thank you. So, modifying whatever arises, we modify it. We adjust it. We we blame. We credit. We move it around. We speculate. We do extra things with it based on the the understanding that there is someone who has some kind of a say-so about any damn thing. And it's not that you don't. You do have some say-so. Just be aware of that say-so and be aware of dependent origination. That way, whatever you do come running into a burning building or going in across the border into uh, into uh, the Ukraine to help people, which some people are doing, and am I? how do I feel about that? I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I'm not like when I say don't go to war with war, I'm not saying don't fight anything, but make it very, very situational. The causes and conditions, the dependent origination that is behind that whole bear in the north. If you look at the map, uh, you'll see of all the, the European and uh, all the countries there, there are little patches here and there, and there's this huge, monstrous shape of Russia. Yeah, <laughs> not a very pleasant image to look at. So, do whatever you need to do, but make sure that you're clear about what your intention is. And then you, you may have to go that direction. I often use an example that happened at uh, many years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago, something like that, up at uh, Song of the Morning Retreat Center in the northern part of the southern peninsula of Michigan, where somebody was at the retreat, and uh, I can't re remember his name. I never saw him again, but he was at the retreat, and he said, I'm sorry, uh, Sogazan, I, I have to leave. I'm going to have to leave. I've got to go. There, there's a, there's a, a, a protest going on, and it was, uh, I don't know if it was in, do you remember where it was in Traverse City against fracking. He says, I have to go to that. And I said, go, go for it. You know what you need to do. Go for it. I'm not going to interfere with that and say, no, no, you really need to stay here and train your mind. I might be silly, but I'm not stupid. You need to do what you, what you need to do, but just make sure you're really clear about your intention. If you need to do it, this is a crazy world. You can't just be some kind of holy person on a mountain somewhere pretending that you're all sane and everybody else is nuts. Affliction and awakening are not separate. You can hear it from me, you can hear it from a lot of teachers. Maybe not that many. And it's very difficult to watch, uh, to train your mind, train your mind, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha over and over day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and not feel any progress in the conventional sense. I know about that. Decades of it. But do it anyway. Commit yourself to it. Commit, commit yourself to seeing the truth. See it. You need to see it. Don't listen to me. Or listen to me and give me the, or give this when I'm saying the benefit of the doubt and look at it because what needs to be seen is not about what needs to be controlled. That's a misunderstanding of trying to, that's a misunderstanding of discipline, trying to shut things down, hit people with sticks, even though we have one here. There's no blood on it. But it's, it's, that's a symbolic of something rather than something you actually would hit someone with, at least as far as I'm concerned. So the idea here is to see, actually see, witness, be aware of the way, see the, the area where that aspect of your perception is something is arising, and then rather than just receive it in its pure state, instead we jump on, we put something on it, we label it, we post it, note it, we put right in the margins. We, 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 we can't accept that as it is because... It's just too difficult, it's too threatening, it's too painful. And so we personalize it, and this is what's called ego, or self-centeredness. The, the way in which dependent origination arises as uh, lightning hitting a tree, and the way in which dependent origination arises 
in uh, your mind stream uh, going to some situation and accusing someone of doing something over here to you, stealing your lawnmower or whatever. It's not that they didn't do it. It's just that the deep understanding of that may take some time. Whereas lightning is obvious. You could go and say, well, blame the tree because the tree was all wet. Well, see, that rain got on that. So who caused the rain? Who caused? Who, who, who? There's no source for this. Don't look for a source. And if you do look for a source, don't look for results. And if you do look for results, be aware of that. Be aware that you're looking for some other, because that's how it works. You have to be aware of the greediness for other, the greediness for success, the greediness for failure to go away, the greediness to have a wonderful persona that everybody loves, the greediness for some kind of control. Once you get something, you want to control it. Even if it's not fundamentally yours, nobody owns anything. Everything is exactly where it belongs right now. Don't move it. And if you do move it, understand, have insight, because you've been training your mind, because you've, relative uh, images, you've been sharpening the awareness to just receive, just receive, sit down, hold still, just receive. And that is difficult. It's painful. It's boring. It's irritating. It's all the other things you could come <laughs> up with that maybe I haven't even thought of. But what it is doing is impossible to gauge or measure. But eventually, over time, what happens is you begin to see the nature of dependent origination. You actually get to see that yourself, and you see that particular um, split second, just a spark of awareness that goes from, uh, from this to that. And what is it going to? It's going from the imputed self, the, the self that you think is somebody, the personhood, over to the dependent origination and personalizing it. It's just a very, it's, it's a, it's this, and the Hokyozamai is called a hair's breadth of deviation. If you deviate from, from dependent origination just slightly, you go into the self-centeredness and you're at war with yourself, you're at war with others. So this is why mind training is so important. Come in, sit down, hold still, train the mind. So when you get up off the cushion, you go into your everyday life, there is a lessening. It takes a while. It won't feel like a lessening. It might feel like your emotions and your suffering or your difficulty or your challenges, or your anger are getting worse. So this is this is a very seductive thing to go back and try to find some relative thing to stop the emotions. When the emotions that are happening around that are a sign that you're beginning to awaken. You're beginning to awaken to dependent origination, and it does not feel good. That's why it's so necessary to have a strong form, have a teacher, have a teaching, and have a community to support you to do this. Because otherwise, uh, it's this kind of situation, happiness, sadness, happiness, sadness, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty depressed, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty depressed. And right up until uh, the, the 12th link in the chain of existence, which is sickness, aging, and death. It has to be seen. And if you see it, there, there's nothing to be done about it. it you, you do this with awareness. And you've heard me say many times, I'll say it again, if this makes some sense to you, if, it, if you, then I'm all, I'm all about helping you with this. But I have nothing to sell. I have nothing, there's no advertisement here. I watch crazy people all the time who have no interest in what I have to say. And I'm fine with that. They need to do whatever they need to do. But if you come this direction, then I have something uh, that I could point to that you may be interested in. Questions are in order if you have them. If we've already modified the situation, is it, are we able to go back to that pure state to work with it? Not really. But just that you said, if we've already modified, that's what's important. You're aware of that. But no going backwards. Just continue to, to use that. Continue to see the way something occurs 
and we modify it. That's mine. That shouldn't have happened. I don't deserve that. Uh, this can't be happening to me. I, I'm just giving you a few of them. Everyone, well, you have your own list of things that anytime anything goes awry, immediately something jumps up and pounces on that to deconstruct it or examine it or, or however you want to say it. More? another question in your volume so in the midst of the arising is there a way to basically arrest the terror of it yeah, i use different words for this but just eat it just be the crap you're trying to get rid of be, be, because because if you can be that in other words if you can be the difficulty rather than try to shuffle away or blame someone or try to get rid of it or look for results on anything. If you can just be that. The, the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, quite often this is misunderstood. Life is suffering. He didn't say part of the time life is suffering and the other time we're, we're just tickled to death. We're having a great time. We're not saying there isn't pain and pleasure. There, there isn't because they're nerve endings. You're going to have all of that stuff. But it's all... Uh, uh, sense uh, it's all uh, sense perceptions sometimes feels pretty good sometimes doesn't feel so good more when you're bowing sometimes when i get into that space that intense emotion <coughs> i can feel both pride and uh well it's mostly pride i don't want to lose yes that's awareness and that is pointing directly towards the personhood that is unreal. And so just be aware of that. Don't try to get rid of the pride. Don't get try to get rid of the whatever may be, the anger, the jealousy, the whatever may be showing up. Don't get rid of anything. Be aware of that. When you're bowing, so when you say don't get rid of anything in the midst of, of the uh, actions that have yeah. arisen, the adding on, I guess it would, would be. Yes. They can sometimes take a, an intense or violent turn. Is there, how, how is, again, back to my original question, is there a way to intercept that intensity? I don't know if I could, if I could I'm not saying it couldn't be done. <clears throat> but it seems that the way to work with that is when the when that which starts to show up as uh, as you start to feel the personhood happen there, just stay with that and feel that. Just receive that, receive that bloody mess. Be that. Be the thing you're trying to get rid of on behalf of all beings. Return to the vow. I vow to be with all things, no exception. No exception. I vow to be with all things. It's better, as it says in the Tibetan tradition, um, I don't remember the exact source, but uh, better for me to be sick, let me be sick. Better for me to be well, let me be well. Better for me to be dead, let me be dead. Com a complete um, surrender is a word I don't care for too much because it's easily uh, used as a ego credential. I've totally surrendered. There's no one to surrender, so it's it's not that there's no one to surrender. It's not that there's someone to surrender. It's just that that's, that would be a word that would be, if you just are willing to receive whatever this is, you're no longer uh, um, refusing what's delivered to you by dependent origination. You're just not going to do that anymore. Whatever shows up, this doesn't mean that you're going to be overjoyed because somebody has um, ran a key down the side of your car or something. I'm just saying, but you understand that that's dependently arisen. And the one who is giving you a lot of trouble and the suffering is that they're dealing with that dependent origination. Very difficult, especially if this is somebody you're emotionally really close to and they are blaming you for how they feel. Just reflect on that a minute. It's your feelings. As I've said years ago, I would use that image. Nobody's pouring a bucket of pain and suffering into you. That is your dynamic. doesn't mean there's a solid separate person. There's a separate body that is separated, but the emotions that arise in your mind stream, in your life stream, in your consciousness, uh, are, is your uh, 
uh, is coming out of your particular karma, the causes and conditions that brought this body form into this uh, human realm in the first place, in the second place, in the third place, or any place. It's, it's there. You feel it's felt. You're conscious of it. You're aware of it. But there's no solid being there. There's no personhood. The way that's talked about, of course, is the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept of the thinking process, and consciousness of the six sense fields and their objects don't get together and form a person. It's just consciousness only. Simply put. More. So in the arising of intense feelings, those are dependently arisen. Yes. Sometimes you've described it as, uh, especially in a broader sense, maybe the world seeing it's like an avalanche that's already in motion. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, and what's happening, and it's so distressing to all of us, especially the people that are living close or have relatives in Ukraine. Just a horrible situation. But it's it's dependently arisen. We can blame uh, the dictator over there, but he's depend his confusion is dependently arisen. So this doesn't mean we shouldn't do something about it. I'm not saying we should all, when I say don't go to war, don't go to peace. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm just saying be very clear about your intentions so that everything is situational. And if if that guy is coming into a, a democratic uh, country, uh, it won't be long and he'll be here. He'll be all over Europe. So it needs to be stopped. And I'm not going to get into politics here, but I'm just saying some, I think, uh, was it Mr. Holman was kind of misunderstanding what I was saying when I said, at a, uh, the, uh, as it is meditation, which happens uh, weekly at six o'clock, I was saying, uh, I don't know, what was I saying? I said, don't do anything. I said, train your mind. Don't do anything else you have to, but if you have to, you'll know. I'm not so it's a it's a real easy to misunderstand that because most people are operating on right and wrong cause and effect, and I'm not saying that uh, <coughs> relatively speaking that that situation isn't wrong. Of course it is, but the important thing to understand about it is dependently arisen. There's no mind training. There's no one there training their minds to see clearly what is the nature of consciousness, what is the nature of being a human being, and this is something that the Buddha addressed 2,500 years ago, in a in a pretty insane society in many ways, just like our societies. How many places do you know that something like this is going on? Not many. Tom. So I'm just using that as an example because that's, that's really polarizing, polarizing me. My, uh, as some of you know, my father, Takedo's grandfather was killed uh, March 16th, 1945. And the shot off the back of a of a tank because he was with the armored infantry support. So we're we're all involved in this in different ways. Yes, sir. Shokovang, how do we know if we're seeing an intention clearly? Don't do anything unless you have to. If you don't do anything unless you have to, then It'll it'll change. It'll go in different layers. I could say it that way. It'll it'll start to click in different directions. You're not going to do it. I don't have to do that. I'm not going to do it. Then then when you're when you're not sucked into that uh, particularity that uh, three minutes ago, eight minutes ago, three days ago was pulling on you. When you're not sucked into it, then it can show up a different way. Where yeah, you're you're going to have to do this. You're not getting out of this one. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to function relative to what is happening around you. It's just like the one I've used quite often if you shouldn't hurt anybody, but if you see someone uh, in their yard with a stick beating a, a dog, I'm just, I don't know why I go to that because it's something that could happen. It's probably not going to take much. You're not going to sit there and say, mm, should I interfere there or, or not? Uh, you don't really call me on the phone and say, Sogadon, somebody's beating their dog. What should I do? I say, get over here. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm, I'm being a little silly, but I'm saying, no, you would, you would meet it where it's at. I mean, we're not talking about being all cheerful and, 
and wonderful and blissful because we don't go to good or evil or no meet everything where it's at train your mind but when the body mind complex is deeply enmeshed in your society in your country this is why we have a a family monastery i don't know if there is one anywhere but there is here and there are no nuns here everyone's a monk if they're ordained just a way of another way of looking at it that has a uh, this different than has been what has been going on in countries for 2500 years that being said, it probably wouldn't even exist if that kind of differentiation weren't going on thousands of years ago. Some kind of differentiation that didn't that that, that harmonized with the society in which it arose. Just like this one, uh, this the order of immediate light. And so far as I have anything to say about it, will harmonize with dependent origination if it shows up on Zoom or on CNN or on Facebook. Wherever it shows up, let's look at it and see see what that is. See as much as we can through our tendency to preconceive everything. See what it is fundamentally. And it might need, need to have its stick taken away from it. But you wouldn't follow that up with some kind of thing like, I'm right, I'm validated, I'm... No, right and wrong are extra. Don't look at that. Now, the, we're not saying that the government won't. That person couldn't sue you, and of course they could. But you would maybe help the dog. Maybe not a very good example, but it's um, more. Thank you. A question from Jeremy Gray in Portland. Yes. Does not adding end the karma? So adding you might have difficulty not adding at all but it's probably going to slow down quite a bit the more you practice and it won't end it but it will uh, will slow it down from from ramping up in so many different directions based on hope and fear and uh may not disappear but it will be a, a low not much happening here because in, in order to perpetuate the karma that's arising as this lifetime, one has to object to it, agree with it, or do something with this lifetime, including becoming a monk. That's why we're here. That's why we're, whether you're monks or not, you're here because you're something about their mind stream or something about something that's happening with you in your life that uh, you've looked other places and now you're looking here. And this person is saying to you, train your mind. It's not telling you, believe this, believe this. Uh, I order you to go here. This is not a cult. You're free to go anytime, wherever you want to go. Go ahead. Jeremy has another question. Can you speak to the nature of karma if that terminology makes sense regarding dependent origination? Yeah, it's just cause and effect. The simple karma is is this, come, goes through the air and hits that and produces uh, this, hits that, and produces a third thing called sound. And also something happening on the surface of the wood, possibly. And then there's also this hand that picked it up. That's uh, karma. That came from somewhere. Um, my mother's right now sitting in the Tushita heaven, looking down and said, I want credit for that. Good. No one's laughing. Wait a minute. Joyce is laughing. So I'm just saying that this caused that, caused this, caused that, caused that, caused this. And then there's all the other incredibly diverse trajectories of apparent singular objects coming together to form situations that look singular. It looks like this caused that. Lock him up because he did that. But we don't look back and see how this person who rob somebody or hurt somebody, how they've been treated for the, the first uh, 15 years of their life. We don't, we don't go back for a little bit. A little bit of restorative justice is starting to happen more and more. We really need to look deeply into anything anyone is doing, including uh, the oligarch. See, what is happening? What's causing this little tiny person? Isn't he pretty tiny? Uh, shoe size, anybody know? No. I mean, 
it might, might be the only way you can do that is to kind of insult him. Uh, he might be insulted by Swift when I hear that all the banks being unplugged from their money machines. But I don't want to go off into politics uh, any more than I've been doing. Go ahead. A question from Spoolstream. I find my own internal war enough to be concerned with. How come so many project the internal onto other things? Do you think self-awareness is rare innately? That's pretty rare. Usually people are out here as outflows. Or they did it, she did it, they shouldn't have been doing that. I should be, yeah, we're, we live out in this world. And, and it's compelling if you see someone uh, just uh, just like uh, uh, looking at uh, uh, what, what's happening, uh, you know, across the ocean. That's that's a terrible thing. It's it's this is what happened when uh, when uh, when the um, uh, when Hitler invaded uh, Sudetenland. You know, he just I'm not a historian, but I know a little bit. Uh, they they said, "Oh well, okay, we'll let, let him have Sudetenland." Then what he do? Then he then he went into Poland. Uh, yeah, but people, are, the idea there, people are trying to prevent war by objecting to it. Be very careful about that. About any kind of protest, please be careful about it. I'm not saying you shouldn't protest. Don't take that to the bank. I'm just saying, be very clear about the intention that is happening so that what you do is something you really need to do and really may have some fundamental support for those who are miserable and are torturing each other. So yes, internal war, quite often can't do it, deal with this, so we start to blame others. And then it feels better because then you then you team up with a bunch of other people with with uh, Pink bonnets, the pink bonnet brigade. And you start to swap stories back and forth about stuff. Swapping stories is not a good idea. I'm happy to respond to, um, to more questions unless you're tired of listening to me. Shokobai, what does it mean to fundamentally function as nobody in any given situation? No agenda. No agenda, always on receive, just receiving what's showing up. If you're just receiving what's showing up, just receiving, either in out here in the world or in your mind stream, then you, anything you produce will be aligned with that in some way. How do you think I do this? I am not smart, I have no degree. I've just spent close to 50 years studying the nature of the mind, of this mind, not your minds, studying the nature of this mind with two very powerful teachers. And so therefore, that doesn't mean I'm enlightened. It doesn't mean that I'm not enlightened. It doesn't mean anything in particular. It means that I have something to say about this, and it's aligned with the teachings of the Buddha's Dharma. And is what is it? You need to see this. I don't need to see anything. I'm looking at it all the time. I'm looking at it. Is that, what is my experience like? Not much, kind of flat. Unless you jump up and down. Go ahead, Teresa. Teresa Bowen, thank you. Um, earlier you were talking about um, that it can feel like things are getting worse as you're sitting and looking at the wall. Um, and anger can come up and it's very, can become very seductive. Yes. Can we look at that energy of the seduction itself? Bowing. I'm not exactly. Why don't you tell me what you want to mean? No, what you want to know rather than, than, I mean, can you, can you tell me what you want to know rather than go at it and that approach with that approach? Can you, what is it that you want to know? Teresa Bowling, can I connect with and see that the energy before I get caught up into the seduction? Yes, you can. You can. And 
the way that's done, and I can I can characterize it by language and concepts and and a couple of sentences. But you, it's 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 even more refined than what I'm going to, going to describe. Uh, sitting meditation, or at the kitchen table, or talking on the phone, or working with coworkers, or whatever it may be, whatever arises in the mind stream, that's it. So it's a it's a very uh, it's very much about awareness, and when when you understand that, then you will be able to see what is extra. If you see that what arises, and it can be uh, anger, irritation, that arises, that's dependently arisen. It doesn't belong to anyone, but you, per- we, you, me, us, we personalize it and make it worse. Because if it's just allowed to, uh, when I say allowed, in other words, no adding, no subtracting, no divide, doing nothing with it, but just feel that situation arise, it runs out of steam because it gets its steam, its uh, tendency to continue uh, with some kind of a interaction with an apparent personhood or an ego. It's the main issue here is not about the anger, the jealousy, the depression. It's not about those are dependently arisen. And even the personality, even the personhood is dependently arisen. But uh, that aspect of the consciousness that is aware uh, isn't anyone. There's no one there. There's no personhood there. So that is available to you through training your mind to see clearly. And it won't show up as a result. It may show up as just feeling like crap. And notice that you that this is not going away. But also noticing that there it's less and less sticky for you to, when you get close to it by observing it, there's less and less stickiness there because you've been spending your time Receiving, receiving, receiving what shows up, being very, very generous to everything. Give everything your attention. Give it all your attention. Do it on behalf of others. Everyone's around you is suffering. Train your mind so, so you don't add to their suffering with your stupidity and your comments on what they should do or shouldn't do. Train your mind so you're clear. You can do this. You can actually see it yourself. You'll find that if you see it, it'd be very difficult to find out how you tell someone, even though you have really good communication with that person, how you tell someone, all you can really do is say, sit down, hold still, and see it yourself. See it for yourself. You realize your true nature. You realize your awakened truth yourself. It's not a success story. And so... Just continuing to look at the, there's kind of a division there between what arises and what we arise. It's called uh, Partantra and Parikalpata, as far as the three natures teaching. If you see what that, that is, then the whole thing is uh, uh, Paranishpana or the perfect. You just see reality yourself. You get to see it yourself. And it's not a big deal. Not a little deal. It's no deal. It's just this. What is the agenda that's taking place when someone feels like they're a failure? Ego. It's it's very arrogant to think that you fail. It's it's, it's a it's a kind of a reverse a narcissism to think that you know you can't, just can't get anything right. I'm such a failure. Uh, my stepfather helped me a lot with that by reminding me what a failure and what a stupid person I was all the time I was growing up. He was so kind. Of course he wasn't kind. He was suffering himself. That's how he got rid of his suffering is to put it on a little boy. That did not show up back then, of course. I was terrified of him. But looking back, I can see what was happening to him. Go then, go ahead. This is a question in the chat box. Thank you. Um, Eric A. He asks, if we recognize the texture of a feeling or emotion as it arises, can we respond appropriately without forming a conclusion or meaning of what is happening? With a lot of practice, probably. It would be, it's not separate. So the emotion that arises in your response are not two different things. And this is not some kind of a 
a thing that you suddenly all, a light bulb goes off in the top of your head like a cartoon. It won't be, the realization that is available uh, is to the spiritual path as in this true spiritual path is what we're talking about here. It will not be a, an event. It will not be an experience. There is no one left to have the experience. There's no one left to be awakened. Chung Parampache would say, listening to me is like listening to a dead man. I remember when I first heard that, I thought, oh, what does that mean? So it just means there's no solid being there anymore. And, and, and life and death are not separate anymore. What are you, how are you going to tell somebody that? Hey, I just discovered life and death are not separate. You want in on this? <laughs> and then your eyes would bat a little few times so that you could... Maybe you could put some makeup on. Any further questions? Deb Dowling? That's Deb Dowling. <laughs> Is forgiveness the ego looking for a credential? Or yes. is there any place in forgiveness? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it, a little bit maybe, but basically uh, I would just say uh, don't blame and then you don't have to forgive anybody. As soon as you start blaming, then you're saying that whatever something did, uh, someone something did, it just reinforces the whole structure of ego. And, and it's not that you couldn't, something like that wouldn't kind of happen, but to take it to them, or if they beg for forgiveness or something like that, uh, yeah, it just gets kind of circular there. Don't blame. This doesn't mean that if somebody doesn't do something to hurt you, that you don't, you just act all, like Pollyanna, nothing's wrong with anything and everything's wonderful. No, you still would relate to that issue directly. Don't do that again. Or I don't appreciate when you hit me with that club. I don't know. That probably wouldn't work. Don't listen to me. You do it. But yes, forgiveness, blame, uh, blame and forgiveness is, uh, it's not that there isn't something there a little bit. Like if you, uh, you know, if you bump into somebody or, you know, or accidentally spilled something on someone, you would say, oh, I'm sorry about that. And that, that first time you say that, you actually mean it. But if you continue to, you know, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. That's more about you not wanting to be wrong and you wanting to be, uh, you know, forgiven. So there's more circularity. Thank you. Welcome. There are people who, on YouTube, who have thousands and thousands of members and so on who talk about teach forgiveness. They, it's a way of, it's just a highly... Um, highly um, polished form of working with the ego where you get to be the person who just, you know, I really held a lot about uh, a lot against uh, the person who stole money from me back in the, uh, uh, in the 1980s, my accountant, my, my account, my bookkeeper, but you know, I've just forgiven him. Well, I haven't forgiven him. I'm going to forgive him. Why should I? I also don't blame him. I don't forgive him. I don't blame him. He's, he was doing the best that he could with his family and his need for money. So he stole from me instead of asking me for a raise. And he probably thought, well, that cheap son of a so-and-so isn't going to give me a raise. So I'll just steal it. <laughs> he was correct. That would not have given me. <laughs> I was poor, too. <laughs> oh, I might have. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Bowing. Yes, sir. In the analogy of better for me to be sick, let me be sick and so on. Yes. Is that a description of equanimity, Bowing? I, I think it's coming from the practice perspective of someone who is dealing with the difficulty and dealing with the polarities and being drawn into this and trying to prevent that, dealing with passion, aggression, and ignorance, who is someone who is who is a practitioner and who's trying to understand the Buddha's Dharma. That's one of the practices. And there's lots of them, as you know, as Atisha's seven points of mind training has what 59 slogans there all have that kind of a relative way of working with it. And sometimes a little bit more ultimate, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's trying to work with the, with the imbalance and saying, Oh, okay. Uh, let me, 
let me help a little bit here. If it's better for me to for me to be sick, then uh, I'll be sick. If it's, and when you say if it's better, what does it mean by if it's better? I think that is kind of looking and saying what you're doing is you're just kind of acknowledging that I can't see the big picture. I don't know what sickness and death and all that really fundamentally it is. And if it's, if it's better for me to be sick, then okay, I'll be sick. If it's better for me to die, then I'll die. That's a, it's a big statement. And it wouldn't mean that you would necessarily be overjoyed if you, somebody came along uh, 10 minutes later and say, Oh, by the way, I heard your, heard your prayer that <laughs> I'm about to answer your prayer to get rid of you because I want to marry your husband or something. I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can crank that up in any direction uh, that you want. But the idea there is to, is to try to find a way to, to maybe go against the demand of ego a little bit, just like the thing that I sometimes talk about. You may have heard before, which is just repeating the saying, thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Even though you're full of all kinds of irritation over what's going on, you just kind of reverse the whole thing. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. You're saying that to the wall or saying it to the Buddha or saying it to your teacher or saying it to the Sangha or, or saying it to a oak tree. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. At the same time, those are, and it's interesting to see that to be able to do that as a, a statement, to notice what happens in the mind stream where, where a sound comes in in the background that says, actually, I do uh, have complaints about this, but I don't want to have complaints. So uh, that could be helpful. Kevin Bowing, this is a, another question, but earlier you mentioned not that that swapping stories wasn't a good idea. How how does swapping stories have a deleterious effect? So I think a little bit is okay, but quite often we we start ramping things up, and then as soon as we get some kind of agreement from someone, then uh, it just tends to support the the way relative truth works. Is some people are right and some people are wrong. It's all over politics. People chatting and talking about everything. It's all over YouTube. It's all over uh, everything. Government, health. You, know, you can't you can't get a straight answer from anybody. You get straight answers, but then they can't necessarily back it up. And if they do back it up, it's in language that you can't really understand. So, you, you, if you notice how much everybody knows something about everything, that's what I'm talking about. So, in that situation, receive as much as you can, and and look at, be aware of the, the dyma dynamics that are happening with any given person or relationship or community. L look at the intention of that community. See, it doesn't take long to see that if it's about, when it's about controlling people or doing things right as opposed to other people are doing things wrong, probably got some, some issues there that might be better to, uh, if you're in that situation, receive as much as you can rather than produce. That way you'll be more aware of what's going on there. Whether it's something you want to participate in, just like this community. Very similar uh, to that. What's, what, what is the, uh, what's the fundamental intention of even doing this? If you come to the, these Dharma talks, uh, and you've been doing this for a while, and you come to the uh, book studies where people get together and try to study this ancient material. It's uh, fairly even-handed and with a, could use the word uh, equanimity there, I think, a little bit. Certainly balanced. At least it appears that way to me. Another question from School String. Do you think water fasting has a place in diminishing ego? Um, like if I think what it'd do is you die if you don't drink much water. I would say, damn it, I know. Maybe. I doubt it. We're not trying to diminish ego. But big, not to get rid of ego. It's unreal. So if you say, do have water fasting has a, I don't know, maybe. Maybe there's one person uh, somewhere that if they did that, that would help them with their sitting practice. I don't know. I don't know, it's too complicated, but I can tell you this, if you, if you hold everything still that you can without being rigid, then that which continues to move is your object of meditation. 
And that could be the story about what what your mother said last week or or what's happening with your job situation or how much your knee uh, hurts and should I move my knee hurts? Should I move, put my leg out or should I hold it? Should I just muscle through or all of this stuff yeah. showing up? Train your mind. Find, find out. And I'll help you by talking about it and responding to questions and also by encouraging you to find a, find a blank wall. Even if you're not going to officially become a Buddhist, if you're studying with me, you're studying Buddhism, as far as I can see, unless somebody wants to point out a way in which this is not Buddhism. Um, you've called meditation a starvation diet or an elimination diet for ego. Yes. And if it's not about getting rid of the ego, what's important about um, starving it? It's, uh, what, what happens is that it takes the fuel away from it, the, the accomplishment, uh, the right and wrong, up and down, back, all the polarities, it takes some of that away. And so it, it doesn't necessarily make it go away, but it doesn't have, the, it's not quite as muscle bound. It doesn't get to use the thinking process to hammer around and punish others or punish oneself. Or create more, more as Chung Por Rinpoche would say, create, create more of a nuisance. But you know, you really realize that you, your belief in your own thought patterns and your own emotions is uh, something is missing there. Some kind of understanding is missing when we come become like a little child who is just all enraged about something they don't get to have. Uh, adults do that. So. Put ego on a diet by by taking all the movement in terms of moving through the house, moving out down the road, moving to the bowling alley, or moving to the to the the TV, or moving anywhere and bring it to stillness. Just sit down and be very still. You don't have much say so about the mind, but you have a lot of say so about the body. You can hold very still, not rigid. That doesn't mean you can't move every three minutes if your leg is hurting. Or if you're, or, or if you're restless, you should pay attention to the body when you do that. Don't push it into stillness. And, and tend to stay still and then notice how you can't. That's awareness. Watch what moves. Even if it's your body getting up and going to look out the window or going to the refrigerator, it's still awareness. It took decades of practice to be able to understand what that was, because I was busy trying to make myself do stuff. Just about killed my legs doing that in 1980. Kevin. Kevin Boeing. So your analogy of seeing the neighbor beat the dog and <clears throat> and how you would beat us up if we didn't intervene, <laughs> brought up uh, something that happened last night. Uh, Raul and I were leaving a restaurant in a fairly busy part of the city, and down at the far end of the avenue, we heard someone screaming, please call the police, I need help. Will someone please call the police? And I just remember standing there completely leaden and feeling like, I don't want to talk to those to the police <laughs> and you know sort of five seconds later a police car is zoomed by but I was very struck by my like complete paralysis particularly juxtaposed to this political moment we're all observing what's your question will you are you going to beat me up for not calling the police bowing no no, no that's that's a question <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? Give me the question. Uh, how how do I work with this paralysis when I feel I should be a more heroic person? You did it. You did it. You did exactly what you could do. You did. I mean, I, I, you don't need my imprimatur on that, but you did. You did. You're aware of it. You're aware of the paralysis. It's a dependent origination. There's no personhood there. If you'd meant to, if you were supposed to go down there. Uh, you would not have been able to resist it, but you you stop. The very paralysis is intelligence. There's nothing to correct there. No, you you someone else someone else did that. It's not that you step back and say, well, someone let someone else do it. No, you actually were responsible for your feelings. Not a compliment. 
but you're you're responsible. You felt paralysis. Uh, you which which is what? Don't move. Don't fight the paralysis, or assume that the paralysis must mean I'm a coward or any of that stuff. That's that's the whole world has been running on those terms so much. Don't do anything unless you have to. And you didn't have to do that. You didn't do it. Uh, now, if that person, just if I were to tell a story, if that person had been really close to you and you could see what they were dealing with, and then they said, call the police, and it was something like someone was standing by and watching somebody else get 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 beaten up or getting hurt or something like that, then, then maybe you'd be on your phone. Or maybe not. Maybe then you would have been paralyzed. It's, it's hard to say uh, specifically, but there was no mistake made there. You know, do you, you follow me a little bit, what I'm saying? It's, yes, but Kevin, it, bye. Yeah, it's, it's about, and I'll say it once and then I'll stop. It's about awareness, not about right or wrong. It's an astonishing realization. And you can realize it in your heart. You don't have to realize it in your thought process. And uh, In fact, to realizing it in your thought process, you start to become a politician or a philosopher or a psychologist. And I love all those people. But if you're listening to me, I know who you are. Don't don't ever give up. Return to that wall until you see it. You might not see it on the wall. You might see it uh, when that siren goes by. It might just suddenly fall into place or not. It won't matter. More? Kevin Bowing, no, I mean, it's just uh, very interesting to see, you know, because, you know, I, I let, my, the ego mind, my ego mind would love to think that I'd be the one that hides the refugees under the floorboards or whatever, but I just don't really know that for sure. You'll get your chance. Maybe not refugees under the floorboard, but you're going to get your chance. I have no, I have no doubt in what you would do in an emergency that had that kind of a balance to it or imbalance. I have no doubt about it. But but to go into a situation where someone's yelling for the police and you can't see what it is, you don't know what it is, and to just go to the police, uh, that you don't have to do that. I mean, you, you know, you, you'd have to be, I'd have to be in this situation, or maybe anyone else here would have to be in this situation. Everyone might have acted differently. And say if uh, of... Uh, uh, Wulong or Augie or Naisho would have been there. They might have run down there, possibly. Is that wrong? No, they did what they needed to do. You did what you needed to do, and it was perfect. Nothing to correct. Kevin Bong, yeah, I couldn't have run because I have sciatica, and I just had an enormous milkshake, so it wasn't going <laughs> 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 to Now I'd be even more certain. <laughs> the milkshake especially. I. I could see where that would be. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that question. Interesting. Uh, right and wrong is extra. It's not that you shouldn't do something or don't wish that you would have done this or that. Go ahead, Wulong. Wulong bowing. What might paralysis be that doesn't arise as an inability to do something? Uh, the dependent origination there could be, you might never find the source of it, but whatever shows up, just receive that. Because part of the paralysis situation could be, I'm not saying every time, it's uh, the way you're asking the question, could be the resistance to which it's a way of protecting the mind and protecting the body mind. Paralysis is not wrong. It's just dependently arisen like everything else is. Yeah. More about it? Yes. Um, can paralysis be, it seems like the word paralysis is so conceptual and laden with our, our own perceptions and loaded. Can paralysis be space? Well, it could be spacious. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, the, the, the paralysis itself has, has an identity of a, of a, a positionality or something is happening in the, in the body or maybe in the mind or the, or together. And so some kind of a conclusion about that, I can't move uh, this, I can't move my body. Uh, everything is, 
becoming stationary or fixed in my mind. Um, there could be some kind of an underlayment of fear there. So, but those those are dependently arisen, and there's no way you can find the source of anything. And you'll notice me smiling because I'm <laughs> smiling because it just took so long to see that. It took me so long to stop looking for who did what. Don't blame. No, there's nothing to blame. All dharmas are without blame. That's a traditional teaching, not something I invented. But it has to be realized, and that's just not something you believe or obey or something like that. More or less? Wulong Bowing, um, just for the past few weeks, I've, I've been uh, experiencing tremendous, tremendous amount of anxiety that has that has that has appeared as um, paralysis, physical paralysis, where I literally hear my heart, feel my heart. So yeah. when when it appears that the paralysis is a direct result of the body responding to something that I don't know, how do I open that up and not conclude? Well, if, you, if the conclusion comes up, then just uh, uh, just include the conclusion. But rather, don't fight with anything. So that's, uh, I'm not sure I, as the, the specifics of that, I possibly could address that at some point. But I would have to ask questions that would be more personal. So, but I would say, I would say basically less is better, even in that situation, just use it to, from the, from the, the um, kind of materialistic point of view, just use that as something to be aware of. You're just aware that this is happening. You're just aware, just receive it as awareness. And if you can uh, uh, hold back, put a little bit of a tether on adding anything to it or interpreting it or jumping away from it to into any number of things. It could be something you ate. I mean, I'm just saying the causes and conditions are is just so diverse and so complicated. And, or menopause. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm glad I'm through that. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, Thank I heard rum I heard rumors, and they were they were right. <laughs> uh, I can take one last question from somewhere. I had bound. Go ahead. Ed. What drives intention? Uh. Intention uh, depends on, as far as the bodhisattva vow, the intention to see the truth, the intention to whatever you're, whatever you have left of your life, you want to know what this is, and you know you're 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 tired of going in circles. Of the society is taking you this way and that way, and this is right, that's wrong. You want to see it, and this person here is telling you you can see it yourself. Sit down, spend a lot of time looking at the mind stream. And so then the intention can get changed. It can modify into, well, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go back and study civil mind control, or I'm going to join Scientology, or I'm going to go back to being, uh, I have one person uh, was a student of mine at one point, went back into Roman Catholicism. Why? I don't know, but it's his karma to do whatever he needs to do. So he's back studying that particular spiritual path, which is uh, a complicated one. And I could see where if he'd been raised there, which he was, might need to go back to that kind of security. Is that wrong? No. He's doing what he needs to do. So intention is just intent. I, uh, I use that word all the time. I say intend to see what this is. Uh, and if you're a monk, then intend to save all beings, starting with your own thought patterns. Don't kill anything. Don't get rid of anything. Just receive, receive, receive. Generously give everything your attention. Receive, receive this incredible world that's showing up in your mind stream and in your life stream. It won't be particularly fancy or romantic. Maybe it will. I'm trying to figure out whether it's, whether intention is driven by awareness or driven by or just dependently arises. I'm divino. Okay. Something's behind it, don't you think? 
You would think so, yes. You know, we can't always see specific. I mean, I, I had a 1951 Ford Victoria, and I'm not sure exactly what made that run. They tell me it's a motor. <laughs> it's a very nice car. So what am I saying? I'm just saying we, we the primary source for anything is difficult. All we know is this has arisen because of the Buddha 2,500 years ago and other spiritual uh, beings who have understood what this is and teach in different ways. There's a number of them. Because of that, there's he's saying, do this, do this, do this, and, and realize your true nature. Realize what this is. And then down through the centuries, all the lineage holders that practice this, then they have their commentary, just like uh, the 30 verses of uh, Vasubandhu, an astonishing understanding of of the nature of reality, according to uh, these uh, verses. But also Dogen Zenji, read, read uh, the Shobogenzo, and just be sure to take a lot of Pepto-Bismol. Okay, very good. penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.